Welcome back to the New York Gun Guys podcast. My name is John. My name's Taylor. Uh, guys, check us out. Facebook, Instagram, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, anywhere you can find a podcast. If you can't find us on your preferred podcast platform, let us know. We'll make sure we're on there for you. Uh, Taylor. Hey, what's up? What's going on? Oh, it's Monday. Uh, it is Monday. Yeah. It is Monday. Uh, for most people, the worst day of the week. Uh, but for us, it's the day that uh, we get to uh, put out a podcast. So uh, it's it's not too bad for us. No, no. Other than, you know, going to work and you know, that kind of <laughs> stuff. Uh, it could be rough. But anyway, Taylor. Yes. We did something cool. Yeah. And it kind of applies to uh, what we wanted to do, you know, going forward in 2020. 2021. Um, 2021, right? That's right. My, my mistake. <laughs> still stuck in, you know, at oh, work man. they still have um, they still have 2020 calendars up. Oh, Because, you know, things work very slow in, in government. Yes. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, someone walked past me. They are like, why do we still have the 2020 calendar up? And I'm like, I don't know. It's not my job to change it. <laughs> so Submit this form, yeah, request yeah, for yeah. calendar they, change. Exactly. It's probably exactly what it's called. Um, so as we uh, as we talked about on our, I guess, this last episode or one, the, one the 2020 before, recap, yeah. um, we, we kind of wanted to get more into meeting some industry people. Yeah. Uh, people who, you know, own gun shops or, or you know, are involved in, in you know. The business. Right. Um, so we uh, we we kind of got a chance to do that. Yeah. So Taylor, I don't know if you want to kind of set up the story for us. Yeah. So um, so basically, I was turned on to this. Somebody told me that there's this there was this gun shop out of West Hampton at the airport, and I work in aviation. I'm like, oh, that's pretty cool. It's a gun shop at an airport. That's pretty rad. And uh, a friend of mine lives out there, and he went in the other day to look at firearms, see what they were about. Um, he's our honorary marketing director. That's what we're gonna call him. <laughs> so he's not. He's not at all. But honorary. he's not. He's not really. No. Um, I wish. I wish we could have one. Yeah, that'd be cool. Well, Maybe um, one he's day. Honorary for now. He's he's the dude. So <laughs> yeah. he really liked what they were about. He really liked the people there. So he's like, hey, some friends of mine run a podcast, and they've been looking to reach out to people in the industry. Um, this is their you know stuff. Would you be interested in talking to? Them? Like, yeah, come on down. So we're like, cool. So he, he told us, hey, the shop, you know, is really cool. You should go go out there and check them out. Now, West Hampton is out on Long Island in Suffolk County. It's a bit of a drive, but John and I got together and we went out. And um, it's in a it's in an industrial retail kind of park next to the West Hampton Airport. And uh, very nondescript building. It's a very nice area. There also happens to be a brewery right across the street. <laughs> right. Well, in that same <laughs> complex there. Yeah. So if yeah, I, I didn't have that. stuff to do after, we yeah. definitely would have grabbed a yeah, brew. Perhaps. Yeah. Um, it, uh, it looked good. So the, the name <laughs> of the shop when you walk up to is called Neosi LLC. Very unassuming. Very um, just low key. Yeah. Not a huge place. But um, you walk in. You're immediately greeted. You're very welcoming. You know, very, you know, inviting. People were just very friendly. Mm-hmm. Um, I asked to speak to one of the gentlemen there named Mark and introduced ourselves. He's like, oh, yeah, yeah, you're the New York gun guys. We're like, yeah, you know, we don't like to take ourselves too seriously about yeah, it. But right. And then we would just started talking, asking him questions, seeing what was going on. And then um, there was also a gentleman named John there and then the owner of the business, Anthony, who um, Anthony was very generous with his time and sat down with us for what, an hour and a half almost. Yeah. I mean, I think when we first got there, we spoke to uh, to Mark first. Yes. You know, a little bit, and we just kind of we do talked about what we were about. They talked about what they were about. Right. Very knowledgeable guys. Oh yeah. Um, oh, very yeah. knowledgeable guys. Um, Mark is really into like the in the, like the industry portion of it. Right. Um, you know, I guess he he. It seemed like he kind of deals a lot with 
suppliers, distributors, right. things like that. Um, there was a gentleman there. His name was John. Yes. He's very knowledgeable in like the laws and stuff like that. Yeah. Super, super knowledgeable guy. Um, very much enjoyed talking to him. And then we have Anthony who... Uh, he he really rounded everybody out. He was he was he was awesome. Yeah, he was, I mean he, he was, was like awesome. one of the one of the most interesting people I've ever spoken to. Oh yeah, definitely. Just you, you felt like you've known him for years. Just yeah. sitting down and talking to him, very yes. welcoming, very right. inviting, very just come sit, come sit. Like let's you know, L- let's literally talk. he he was he was sitting in like a nice big comfy chair. It's in in, uh, in the middle of his uh, in the middle of his shop, and he was like, guys, just come over here, take a seat. Older gentleman, um, he was just like. Take a seat. I, I just like, and he just like started just talking to us. Like we've yeah. known him forever. Yeah. Um, it was it was a, a great experience, right? And this is one thing that um, I think people will will appreciate is that we did an episode on gun shop assholes, where sometimes there's a stigma when it comes to gun shop employees and owners that no matter what, you're the customer, you don't know anything, and I'm going to treat you like that. This place. There was a level of education that they had. The the guy Mark, mm-hmm. you know, knew way more about things than I did, and he was telling us. I was asking him questions, and he was informing me. He was educating right. me. It wasn't in a condescending way. Yeah, it wasn't in a I'm better than you attitude. It right. was just like I asked him a question, and these are the facts. This yeah. is what this is. That was that was definitely one of the things. One of the biggest things I noticed. Um, I mean, we weren't even there to buy anything, and no. he just it was like he was just so full of knowledge, and he just wanted to share it with everybody. Right. Right. Um, and that's part of their store's philosophy because mm-hmm. um, we we actually brought up the gun shop assholes uh, <laughs> uh, episode yeah. I don't know if they ever listened to it but we, we kind of just talked about it and we talked about some some of the other shops um, on Long Island and and you know he you know, he kind of had like the insider point of view. Right. Like, okay, well, you know, a lot of shops get jaded by certain things, and a lot of shops just want you to come in and know what you want. And if right. you don't know what you want, then you know whatever. Or if you just say, "I want this," and they just hand it to you and fill out paperwork. Right. Um, their philosophy is is a little different. Um, they're they're the type of shop you go to. You want to talk to somebody. They're they're more than willing to talk to you. Yeah. And 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 it seems like they don't really mind how long it takes. No, they'll spend more than five minutes with you, making sure you like. They're not going to suggest and like he said, they're not going to suggest an AR-15 for home defense. He's like that is right. you know ridiculous. He's like right. you know other places you go in and you say you want an AR-15 for home defense and I'll just give it to you. It's like not that they're telling you what you need, but maybe giving you insight that you might not have, which right. is something that I I think is great because like we spoke with Lisa about. You know, ammo, you know, the type of ammo you use, the type of firearm you use, all have their, how, all have their pros and cons. Right. So, I mean, it was really good. And I was asking him questions even about the industry. Like, why is it that, let's just say, certain shops charge more for this than yeah. others? And why is it that ammo is this price? And, not, you know, I don't want to get too much into it. Um, but, you know, basically his answers were very clear, concise, yeah. and they made a lot of sense. Yeah. Um, um, I will say the the prices on their firearms and, and, and other stuff, it was, it was very, very, very reasonable. Right. Considering all that's going on in 2020, um, I can tell you that one of his firearms was about half the price of another well-known shop on Long Island. Right. They, we, I think it was the, the PC-9, Ruger PC-9. It was yeah. almost half the price. Right. So, <laughs> so there's there's shortages everywhere. What they were kind of explaining to us is we kind of said like, hey, look, you know, ammunition, for example, right. why why are why are stores charging such a crazy amount of money right. for for ammo right now? And he kind of laid it out like it was something I didn't know that primers come don't they're not even made in the U.S. No, no, I, know, I they, knew that they were made abroad, but I didn't know all of them were right. pretty much made abroad. So you have. Uh, you know, there's no domestic production of primers. Pretty much. Yeah. So they have to scour 
the world. throughout the world, just like, you know, all, other countries, militaries, law enforcement, you know, whoever, you know, militaries, let's say, they, right. let's say they're, you know, they pr- produce their own ammo. I, I don't know, but, you know, I'm sure, I'm sure there's a government somewhere that it's is making their own ammo. ammo. Yeah, like we used um, to. Right. So, you know, there's, it's just like, there's a lot of different things, um, raw materials, yeah. metals, things like that. Like, and without the primers, though, you don't have ammo. Right. So a but lot so you of it have, came from China, he said. Some of the primers come from China. And when this whole pandemic hit, you can make all the ammo you want here, right. but if you don't have primers, you don't have ammo. Right. So in addition to the primers, you know, being absent, right. um, you know, because of COVID, they shut down, factories, you know, factories, and, uh, uh, mines, you know, things like that where they would get raw materials. And so they're, they're very, 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 very short on raw materials, um, which then, you know, obviously shit rolls downhill, so to speak. And right. So the demand is through the roof. So right. if you have a shortage of supply and high demand. Right. And then at a distributor level, there might even be two people that get their hands in it before it gets to the retail shop. Right. So these yeah. are things that I, I kind of had a thought that might be what happening, right. but like, you know, the insight that he had given us on that, yeah. and he was very willing to discuss mm-hmm. it. I mean, yeah, it was, some, some people might be like, well, that's the price and that's what it is. Right. But no, it, it's like, right. look, he said, you know, the industry is up as a whole. Prices are up everywhere. It just right. depends on the level of how much they, yeah. you know, want to fuck you. And then, <laughs> well, yeah. And then, you to know, what it, what it also comes comes into, what also comes into play there is also, you know, he, he did mention to us that. A distributor might say uh, a distributor might get told, "Hey, you have X amount of cases. Right. That's all we have." And you have to distribute. Now you to have to, X amount right. of sales. And that exactly. So that that salesperson might have you know fifteen twenty accounts. Yeah. Now you have to split what twenty cases right. between 30, 30 accounts. And you're Where how do you do that? High volume guys that are right. going to buy the most from you. So there's a lot of factors involved. Um, I can say that their prices were very reasonable. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, very reasonable. They had a, a decent selection of things. Well, let me backtrack a little bit because the history on this place was really interesting. When I was when we were talking with Anthony about it, um, he mentioned that they started doing mainly law enforcement and military sales, and that's all they did. They weren't open to the, the general public. They weren't open to civilians. And then when COVID started happening, that's when he said they started to sell to civilians because people would come in and say, hey, do you have this or do you have this? And um, so they started doing that. So they had a selection of firearms there. They also had a used section of firearms, like people he said consigned there. And um, you know, it wasn't it wasn't like a huge gun shop. It they're not like this big thing where there's the walls are filled with firearms. No, but yeah. you go in there looking for a certain thing and either they could probably get it for you or they probably have it. Right. Shotgun, you know, AR, yep. pistol caliber carbine. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um they could probably they ha- probably have it or they could probably get it for you, right. depending on, you know, market demand and whatever. And I'm sure that if you call them and you say, hey, I'm interested in that PC-9. Do you have any? Yeah, it's this price. Okay, can you ship it? I'm sure they mm-hmm. could probably ship it to another yeah. FFL. So if you really want one, you know, <laughs> that's a way to go, too, to save right. a little bit of money. Yeah, we don't want to drop any, like, specific prices. No, we, we, because things we, are always subject to change. Yeah, and, and I don't remember exact prices. Yeah. But, but I, I, I can tell you. half of what. Yeah, um, then, right. I would say if you're, in the mar- and you're, if you're in the market for a certain thing, either definitely go. I think everyone should try and get over there. Oh, yeah, it's cool. These guys are fucking awesome. <laughs> you know, one of the things I noticed, we kind of touched on it before, that everyone was, like, very, wel- like, welcoming there. When we were sitting down and we were talking to Anthony, every time someone walked in the door, it was like he stopped the conversation and yeah. he, he greeted them. And, and, you know, he's, hey, you know, how are you? What's going, what's going on? How are you guys? I don't know if he knew. It seemed like he knew every single person walking in that door. Well, he was talking I'd, about the locals a lot. He was mentioning that local people, like, 
come in and that's with whom he does business with too is not necessarily now well with the law enforcement military stuff but he was talking about the way the Hamptons are how a lot of times it's like the weekend people that come in or have a vacation house but then you have the people that have been there for generations the locals mm-hmm. the families right. that now come and want a different kind of protection yeah originally well, he said it wasn't all just firearms it was you know self-defense like a ballistic vests taser like stun gun type items um it, bulletproof inserts for children's backpacks really right. discreet kind of not right. offensive stuff at all what i think you know oftentimes when you go out east the hamptons montauk things yeah, anybody like that, up in new york gets, you know everyone knows the Hamptons. right so it, a lot of times it gets associated with people who you know are famous very liberal you know people like that and and when it when you really boil boil that side of it out because those are people like you're saying like the weekend hampton nights and right. the weekend montauk people and you know there's regular working people there just you know who, a lot of who, it used to be farmland out yeah, there exactly people who who care about their their safety and they care about their rights and mm-hmm. it was just really great seeing like how they saw a different side of the Hamptons and a different right. side of, like, you know, the East End. Right, yeah, pretty much. Um, another interesting, too, was just how um, welcoming and inviting they were with, let's just say, their firearms. Their, um, Anthony was saying that they were the distributor, the East Coast distributor for B&T, which is a Swiss uh, firearms manufacturer. They make submachine guns and, you know, all the kinds of things for law enforcement militaries around the world and how they, the U.S. government got a contract for one of the, I think, the APC-9 or something like that. You know, just checking it out, and he's telling us about it. And the guy, John, was there. Um, he was really knowledgeable about him and telling us, like, what it is and how it works. And it takes clock mags and this and this. And, you know, I was asking questions back and forth about it. And obviously, that's not civilian legal in New York. But um, see the quality of it. I mean, it's a, it's a quality piece, man. Definitely a very nice firearm. Um, yeah, not cool. for civilians in New York, unfortunately. But they what they do in, in the, the law enforcement and military world, that's a very quality piece. What I liked is that they were just willing to talk about something that they pretty much knew that we couldn't even really own. Oh, yeah. You know, they had no problem saying, like, you know, someone, you know, we pretty much went in there, we were, we were talking about it and discussing it, and they they took one off the wall, and they were just like, take a look at it, it's really cool, here are the features of it, and, you know, like, not we're obviously not in the market for that, right. you know, certain things we, you know, certain things Taylor can't own, certain things I can own um, from being in law enforcement, but, you know, right. um, it was just, it was a very cool experience to be able to to see something like that. One thing that they had, which is really cool, was the Fold AR. Um, yeah. They're a distributor for Fold AR. It's basically a double folding pistol. So the barrel unhinges out from the upper receiver, and then the stock, or not the stock, excuse me, the pistol brace unhinges and folds to the side. So each half folds on either side of the receivers, and it folds down to basically nothing. Um, it fits in a backpack. It fits in a small bag. Um, and it's a really innovative product. And, you know, they were talking about it and showing us. And um, in New York, it's classified as a pistol. And if you're Leo, you can own an AR pistol. And honestly, I'm, I'm looking on their website, neocllc.com. That's N-I-O-S-I-L-L-C.com. They have it on here. Uh, the Fold AR Double Fold Pistol, available in 223 Wild, 556, or... 300 blackout which is pretty cool and it hmm. says on the on the website the price is basically two thousand dollars which if you consider the innovativeness of it and also what even a normal like ar is going for in some shops like you know if you're a law enforcement officer you can own ar pistols okay you want to go to some other places where they're charging fifteen hundred dollars for a smith and wesson m&p or you could pay two thousand dollars for a really innovative interesting 
collapsible AR. I mean, I would be, you know, if I if I had the ability to do it, I would really look into the fold AR. It seemed like a really quality piece. Um, it seemed like it was very well engineered. And, um, you know, they're really excited to show it to us, talk about it, um, which I thought was really cool. Yeah, and I, and I don't think that that was something that was, like, limited to us. I think, you know, I think that they treat all their customers oh, yeah. like that. Oh, yeah. Uh, it was it was very, they were very, they were very busy. Yeah, at I mean, one point people, they had they were people, people coming, coming in. in and out. Yeah. They were kind of saying, you know, at a, a certain time, at a certain point in the day, like, you know, it's very busy in the morning, it gets a little slow toward the afternoon, and then toward the end of the afternoon, it picks up. Right. Um, we got there, what, like 12 o'clock? Yeah, something like, like 12, that. Like 12, 1, by like 2 o'clock, yeah, 2.30. Yeah, it was getting pretty busy. Oh, man, people coming in and out. Yeah. So people do know about them. Yeah, um, yeah. They, and people were coming in, they were walking out with boxes of, boxes of stuff. So, you know, maybe they were just people who had ordered stuff and whatnot. Right. But it seemed like they knew every single person coming in, which... Which is important to me, right? right? If I go right. somewhere, you've you've mentioned this before, it, you know. If I go somewhere, and I, I kind of want them to remember me, right. especially right. you know, guns and ammo. They're not cheap, especially today. Oh yeah, if God, I'm no. if I'm going there, I'm spending a lot of money. You know, I would kind of expect you to kind of remember who I am. Not not that I'm a big important person, but no. you know, this just goes back Familiar to like face or uh, oh, this, you bought that gun last time. How about how, how did it go? Yeah, yeah, how'd it go? How do you, like, you like it? it? This goes back to like you know, before I was law in law enforcement, I worked at a you know a retail. Like I remember the people that that came in. I remember the people that you know we sold stuff to. I remember their orders, and I think that that's really important in this industry as well. I don't yeah. think it's like you know you come in, you make a sale, and you forget the forget who the people are right right and then you know at one point in my gun collecting i was in a gun shop sometimes twice a month picking up a firearm right and the, and you but you mentioned before like you mentioned that shop before and how you'd come in they'd be like hey taylor what's going on yeah. how are you doing you yeah, get anything new the guy that works behind the counter right. they help me out and it's like you know they so that's just a nice relationship to have sure um you know if i'm in the market for a firearm you know for me Driving out to West Hampton, it's about an hour and a half, I'd say. Um, But, you know, if I'm going to make a serious purchase, it might be worthwhile. I think it would be worthwhile for me to go out there or, or, you know, call and see what their pricing is or if they can get Mm -hmm. something. I mean, I I mentioned to um, Anthony when I was there that I mainly deal in, not deal, but I mainly collect older military surplus firearms. Mm, So sometimes, you know, my my dealings with um, businesses and gun shops are more on the private transaction end or a private transfer or, you know yeah but even then you know if you treat a customer the same whether he's doing a private transfer or a, a buying a firearm retail you know it's very important mm-hmm. because if i like that store i'm going to go there if i want that new firearm right so some places that you know are here on the island may might think private transfers are more of a pain in the ass than anything mm-hmm. they, they'll charge mm-hmm. triple mm-hmm. they'll raise their prices triple the price right. <clears throat> yeah and then they won't be willing to deal with you. But, right. you know, I think that as an FFL, you know, there's a certain level of things that you have to accept in the business world of saying, hey, it's just part of the business and it could lead to other things. Right. Um, so for me, I, I did ask them if they had, like, if they accepted used firearms. He's like, yeah, we have a consignment section here. And, you know, that's mm. it's very informal. Yeah, they, um, have, they have, like, a small use section, yeah. basically. I just get the impression that War's they deal a favor for locals. Though. Yeah, I think they just deal more in more yeah. modern. Oh yeah, hundred percent. You know, it's not a dusty old gun shop. It's a right. very modern store. Right. You're gonna go in and you're gonna see a lot of new, innovative products. You're gonna see a lot of. I mean, there was things I've never seen before, <laughs> which was very cool to see. Yeah, you know. Yeah, the one thing which he was talking about, which I, I said previously with the uh, bulletproof vests, um, yeah. uh, bulletproof, you know, bullet resistant, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, 
basically he was saying how the the philosophy of some people that live in the area is that they don't want a firearm necessarily, but they do want some level of protection. Right. So the inserts or the the backpacks that they sell that are bullet resistant to a certain degree. I think it's rifle and shot, uh, not rifle, uh, pistol and shotgun, mm-hmm. uh, up to f- like at a minimum fifteen, 15 feet. feet. It'll at level three A. It'll stop a pistol and a shotgun fifteen it's, feet away. It's the same uh, level of uh, soft body armor that um, police departments, right. uh, uh, namely the NYPD, has that they're issued. Right. Um, so that's you know that is something. I mean that the the NYPD vest that they get is it does it saves lives. Right. You know. So a level three A in a passive, very covert way. Right. You know, it's very, it, it gives people peace of mind. And that's one thing he's like, you know, I'm not going to push a firearm on somebody, but if they want a level of protection that's very passive, very covert, very discreet, that's something. You know, you tell the kid, just don't take this out of your backpack. If anything goes wrong, just keep it, Hide keep it in it. front of you. Yeah. yeah. And to a kid, you know, that's a, he said, I think a magic backpack or something. That's right. something that a kid could very well understand right. in, a, in the fucked up world we live in. Yeah. You know, the level that, you know, most likely you're going to get a pistol or a shotgun. That's going to, that's going to, whom mm. you're going to be confronted with mm-hmm. most times. Mm. Obviously, in certain situations, you know, rifle rounds are, are a problem, but oftentimes it's going to be a pistol or a shotgun. Yeah. That's what you're going to encounter on the street, most likely, or in a ambush or, you know, offensive scenario. Mm. Um, right. Yeah. I mean, it's, it, like I said before, it was, a, it was a very cool shop and they, um, Anthony was kind of talking to us about, uh, you know, something that we mentioned before popped in my head while you were talking about this backpack is that um, we've we've talked about people seeing the light. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So he kind of mentioned, you know, they'll have people come in and they're not really gun people. But then when you really start to talk to them, help them understand, you know, the defense aspect of firearms not you know not so much the offense offensive option but the defensive option people start to understand and they start to you know see the light right which um i think comes through education yes you know yes um a lot of a lot of gun shops just don't give a shit enough to talk to you no, no you know that's like that, that that's the main thing if you're looking to go to a gun shop and really have a relationship with somebody and really talk to them um and and, and you know have them want to talk to you and grow a relationship these 100 percent, these are the guys yeah, no, for sure, for sure. If I lived closer, I'd probably be in the... Oops, sorry, I just dropped my phone. <laughs> if I if I lived closer, I'd be in there probably more often, but definitely right. um, for my firearms needs, I'm going to consult them first with pretty much anything. Yeah. See if, um, you know, see what they have, see what pricing is, see if they, mm-hmm. what their transfer, yeah. you know, transfers are like. Right, right, right. Um, yeah, we didn't, a, we didn't ask about the, about their transfer fees. No, no, I, I didn't, I didn't. And it's kind of something I forgot about because we yeah. really did just get wrapped up in conversation. <laughs> right. I mean, we were sitting there, like I said, for two, almost two hours we were in the store. And I mean, yeah. what kind of place in 2020 during the gun pandemic is going to devote two hours of somebody's time right. to, to sitting with somebody who might not, yeah. You know, who technically isn't even there to buy anything right. necessarily, but just there to talk and get information right, and, right. you know. Yeah, I think I think they were saying um, Anthony is one of the owners, and I think Mark was also a part owner in it. So to have both both of the owners yeah. want to sit down, I mean, they obviously have things they have to do. Right, you the know, phone they, was ringing, and, and Anthony was like, can yeah, somebody get that? Yeah, I'm yeah. kind of in the middle of right, something right. here. So it was, it was very cool. Um I just man, it was a great experience. It yeah. really, 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 really was. really was. So, and I mean, let alone all the cool firearms they were showing us too. Yeah. Like, I don't know if I want to get into it, but they were just pulling guns out and say, "Oh, here, check this out." I'm like, "Holy shit, that's cool!" Yeah, you know, and you know the stories that he was talking to us about and experiences and life experiences. Right, right. I mean, like I said, it was. It felt like somebody that you've known for years. Now, 
other shops, let's just say on Long Island, I, I don't feel like I can go in and with, you know, depending on how busy they are, but I, I feel like I wouldn't be able to have that level of interaction. I feel like I wouldn't be able to just say, hey, can I talk to you for two hours? You know, can I, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean. Right. Well, what I kind of felt like it was going to be was we were just going to go in there, kind of introduce ourselves. They were going to, you know, talk about what they do and I'll maybe answer some of our questions. And it was going to be like, you know, a half hour thing. We're out the door. Right. But you know anthony like pulled us over and he was just like let me let me talk to you about some stuff yeah <laughs> just you know it was it was just like i was just like fascinated with yeah. every like hang on every word that yeah. he was saying it was a it was it was a great experience i, I can't say enough about how genuine they were yeah. and that's really really what it comes i think that's the best word for it is right. they were like just a genuine group of people who obviously love what they do um love what they're involved in they love talking about Firearms and, love the and, and their rights too. and laws, yeah. So it, it's it was great. Yeah, it was it was really 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 cool. Hundred percent, hundred percent. I think, like I said, for any of my future firearms needs, I'm probably gonna hit them up and go there and say, hey, you know, what's this or what's this price or if anybody's in the area. I mean, their address is 200 Rogers Way, West Hampton Beach, New York, one one nine seven eight. Phone number six three one nine nine eight three five six one. Uh, the email is eastendmarksman at gmail.com. And they're also on Twitter, too, apparently. <laughs> Very cool. But, um, you know, I they didn't ask us to do anything. They didn't say, oh, hey, if you do this for us, we'll do this for you. It's like it wasn't even about that. Right. It was really cool. And, like, you know, we mention a lot of times that, like, we don't like to name shops when we talk about things. I, we leave things very ambiguous. Well, here's the thing about that is... That we got to go there and experience what they were about. We didn't. Right. We didn't really want to, you know, push the the issue of like, you know, dropping names and stuff. If you know, like we always say, like we don't want to necessarily send people to a certain shop unless we've experienced right. what they're about. After like two, what two, two and a half hours of sitting there talking to them and just getting to know them. Um, we know what they're about. Yeah. No. We, we know what they're about. I, I can guarantee you, you're going to have a positive experience there. Yeah. 100%. With, without a doubt, you're going to have a positive experience there. 100%. 100%. And there are places more local to me in, in where yeah. I live in Nassau County that I send people because I've yeah. had positive experiences there. Yep. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, he was even filling us in on certain things like, um, like when they started, he was saying how there's so many levels of law enforcement agencies on Long Island. Um, he was saying where he is, it's West Hampton, there's uh, Suffolk County, there's the sheriffs, there's the state troopers, all encompassing like one area. Mm -hmm. And how a lot of times the needs of law enforcement might not be met. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of how he started, um, if I remember correctly, how he kind of got into it, was wanting to fulfill the needs and of law enforcement and military. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, if you go on their website, they have pictures of, you know, a lot of Suffolk cops and whatever... Um, you know, law enforcement agencies shooting mm -hmm. or looking at mm -hmm. firearms or doing things in the store. Um, and it was just really, it was really cool because, you know, if agencies put trust into a business, you know that there's nothing hinky going on. You know yeah. that there's nothing, you know, shady even going on because I'm sure they're very well vetted and that they do right by people, you know? I mean, look, there's crappy government contractors, you know, shady people. No, I mean, especially... Especially nowadays, with yeah. police departments being vilified, oh yeah, the last thing a, mun a municipality wants or a city wants or whatever is to get involved with a company that's going to come out and something hot, like they're involved in something super sketchy, right. or anti -police illegal, or anything like that. So, yeah. 
um, I'm telling you, these guys are real, they're they're great. Yeah, they're great guys. Yeah. So this fits into kind of what we wanted to do in 2021: get actually some boots on the ground, yeah. kind of get mm-hmm. out there. And I know it's hard because we both work and yeah. you know, families and and whatever. But you know, this is kind of something that we've been wanting to do. Right. And you know, I was talking about it first going out there alone, just because of John's work schedule. Um, and he's like, "No, let's go together." You know, I'm like, "Yeah, okay." So we finally got a day to go do it. Now, I think just on the industry as a whole, uh, when we were asking them questions about the industry, I think that I don't think the impression that I got is that at this moment, I don't think things are going to get better um, immediately. I think there's still going to be a shortage of ammo. There's still going to be a shortage of components. There's still going to be a, sh- a shortage of firearms. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, well, a big thing is we don't know what's going to happen in the future. Right. So just like January. we don't, right. Just like we don't, the gun manufacturers, ammo manufacturers, they don't know either. Right. Right. So they're not going to start stockpiling crazy things or, or for example, you know, construct a whole new warehouse to to meet the meet the demand if in four months the demand's going to drop right he said that the distributors sold off almost all their surplus right and they're just basically in one day out the other yeah Um, which is why you're going to see places with no ammo places with expensive ammo unfortunately or tons of ammo and then these these guys had ammo on their on the walls Yeah. yeah um so that that's 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 a bonus. Right. Um, right. They they were getting phone calls even, about ammo as well. Yeah, and he was even saying um, the guy Mark fielded a phone call while we were there, and basically he was saying that he they're going to guide you in the right direction when it comes to ammo. If somebody right. has a thirty out six gun that they want ammo for, and it's just to go to the range and shoot, he's mm-hmm. not going to sell them premium hunting ammo right. and have them pay out the yes. He's going right. to direct them maybe to a more appropriate load right. or a more appropriate ammo selection for that. Yeah. I, I really got the impression that they just weren't all about the dollars. No. As and they really some weren't. Other places right. seem to and be. they weren't all about just making a sale right. or, you know what I mean? Like, there's, um, there's some companies that, you know, it's like, oh, that person, we, you know, they walk in the door. Uh, if they have a hundred dollars to spend, we want them to spend 150 of it. Right. You know what I mean? That I'm telling you that just some they're, places, they're not like that. Some places advertise no wait, no this, no that. Right. Come in and get what you want right now. Right. But you're going to kind of overpay for it. I just saw. Uh, yeah. I just saw that. I don't know. Did you send it yeah, to me? Yeah, I sent it to you. <laughs> it was so, like, no wait, Don't worry about it. We have it in stock. If you wanted, come right now and get it uh, in the fine, small, tiny little print, you know. Uh, you're gonna pay out the ass, but, uh, th- <laughs> but those were some other shops. I mean, listen, they. I even asked him about that, about other shops in the area that might get a bad rep due to things, and he's like, you know, people they have a line out the door and people pay the prices and God yeah. bless them. But he's like, people are gonna remember come yeah. after all this, like they're gonna mm-hmm. remember who was there for them and who, yeah. you know, the the price gouging of ammunition and firearms is a short. It, those those stores are playing the short game, right? Right. A, a place. You know, like Neoc Firearms, they're playing the long game. They're hundred yeah. percent playing the long game as far as they they on they, these people obviously they understand how to build a business right. and they understand the needs of the, their customers hundred yeah. percent. And they know that there's more value in having the light the there's there's more value in the lifetime uh, a lifetime customer than you know someone that. Just you, want something right now, and then right. you're never going to see the again. lifetime value of a customer is a lot more than selling a gun right now at two times or three times the amount. Right? You know, because 
eventually this all this is going to end and people like like he said people are going to remember you know and right. we, we've said stuff like that before people oh, are yeah. going to remember yeah i won't go to certain shops because of what yeah. they do or mm-hmm. i don't really jive with their business practices or you know like i said i'm i'm kind of a little bit of an outlier just because i mainly deal in older used surplus guns but i mean a lot of shops have older used surplus stuff on on hand and on the rack so i mean i go in and i check them out and um you know, it, it just depends on what you're looking for. But I don't think if you go to this place, they're going to steer you in the wrong direction. You know, yeah, some people might right. be a little apprehensive when you walk in and you see, you know, some machine guns on the wall or, you know, quote, tactical rifles or whatever. But, you know, take it as just that's their primary business. Mm-hmm. And now you're going in on a new thing that they're doing in right. the civilian world. Right. So, um and they were funny too. <laughs> they were cracking yeah. jokes, you know. Yeah. Um, you could just man, the the atmosphere there was just great. Yeah, it was really you know? cool. Um, I didn't feel overwhelmed by anything there. It's very easy to get overwhelmed in a gun shop. Oh yeah. Um, I didn't feel like I was being talked down to. I didn't feel like I, you know, they. I knew. I know they know more than I do. Um, but I didn't feel like I was just like an asshole, you yeah. know, in there. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, it for lack of a better way to say it, I, I felt like they, they actually gave a shit, right. you know, which right. is so, it's so important to me. Oh yeah. You know, no, 100%. Um, we, we all work really, really, really hard for our money. Oh and, yeah. You know, I, I want to give it to somebody that I know cares about me. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't, I don't know if that's weird. I don't know if, if I'm a stranger in that. No, especially something is, I mean, I, I, I would say the word intimate as a firearm. Sure. You know, I mean, you're buying something that could potentially save your life one day. Sure. Yeah. It's a very, interesting relationship to be a regular at a gun shop to be you know a patron to be uh somebody who goes in there and you know says hey i'm giving you my hard-earned money in return you're going to give me something that could defend my rights defend my life even if it's not a gun even if it's a bulletproof vest even bullet resistant whatever even if it's a, a taser or pepper spray or even ammunition you know and i think that if they sell you a firearm they'll stand behind it you know yeah. especially product like a fold ar which is newer to the market that if they sell it, they're confident in its abilities and mm-hmm. its quality. I mean, it looked like a really quality piece. The cool thing was it had a short buffer tube to it so the so the back end can fold. And I mean, even when we were talking about that with like, you know, certain laws surrounding it and how ridiculous it seems, they knew all the laws and the legalities behind it. And, um, you know, there were no vague answers because I even asked them about the others. And, you know, it's the other type firearms, the AR, other uh, firearms. And even they were saying, you know, depending on the county, some county police say it's no good in this county, but okay in this county. And we've had people come and sell them back to us or buy them or this or that. And, you know, it's like they know how ridiculous some of the laws are, but they, they, you know, just they, they know about them. And yeah. then I was even asking about the grip on one of the ARs. And I'm like, oh, I heard that the fin grip wasn't good to go because technically it'd still be considered a pistol grip. He's like, no, your thumb can't wrap around it. That's fun. I'm like, oh, okay. Right. So I learned some shit. Yeah. <laughs> no, it was great. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which I've never seen one of those like fin pistol grips. Yeah, person. I've seen them on AKs. They look, they look like they'd be more comfortable than the fucking... That but just a... because you can wrap your fingers right. around it and pull it into you, which right. I think is what really makes... I've seen I like them that. on California compliant guns more than um, New York guns, just because New York is a lot am- is is more ambiguous with things. Other right. states like California, New Jersey, if they ban something, they tell you explicitly this is allowed, this is right. not allowed. Yeah. So New York, there's a lot of gray areas, even mm-hmm. depending on the county. Oh, mm-hmm. that's another thing we were talking about too. <clears throat> Excuse me, um, about the pistol permitting. Yeah. They really had great ideas on ways to improve the pistol permitting sure. system in in the counties. Yeah. 
I don't want to get too much into no. the specifics of it because nothing is finalized. But, right. but you know, they had some really, really, I, I, I would almost call them like almost innovative. Yeah, ways um, of thinking about things, right. proposing and, laws. And you know what? It's crazy because although <coughs> I'm going to call it innovative, but it's it's also common sense. Yeah. <laughs> it's almost like, hey, why didn't anyone else ever fucking think of that? <laughs> you know, I brought up the thing as like, well, I don't have a pistol permit, right. but I, if I get a pistol permit, then I've technically never touched a handgun in right. New York. And that's just... How dangerous is that? Right. Going through all that whole process and never firing a, fi- a handgun, never touching one, let alone. And, right. you know, they were in agreement with that. Um, very common sense. Very, um, like I said, just a good way of thinking about things. And even on, on the end of our conversations, I brought something up to them. And he's like, oh, I never thought about that. You know, we can yeah. talk about that more. Right. And one of the, I got the impression that um, they really wanted to get to know us even more. Yeah. You know, they were like, come back anytime. Yeah. Um, they, uh even said they would be more than will, more than willing to come on the show and yeah. and and um you know do like a little a little one on one interview you know if we do a show about you know policy uh, and, oh, yeah. and and gun laws you know we, you know th- that Anthony or was like industry. oh we're gonna, we're gonna send uh you know we're gonna send this guy <laughs> you know oh if we do one on the industry we're gonna send him that's, and yeah that's more that, that's kind of what I was thinking of you know along the lines of just talking about the industry talking yeah. about why twenty twenty was the way it was with firearms, right. you know, with the, the the presidential election, the rioting, the yeah. COVID, you know, mm-hmm. it was a mm-hmm. perfect shitstorm. And, right. you know, we, we spoke in a previous episodes, hey, hey, if you're a gun shop owner, contact us. Well, we went on the offensive on this and said, we're yeah. going to go talk to industry people. Right. You know, we can't rely on people to come to us, so we're going to go talk to them. And mm-hmm. like I said, for them to give us hours of their time for, you know, just, you know, we're we weren't in there to buy a firearm. Yeah. We, we were just in there to talk. And they they gave us hours of their time for nothing more than basically becoming friends. Yeah. Which I thought was great. Or a good customer. Yeah. Or, um, yeah, I definitely think so. Right. And I mean, listen, if you go to a gun shop and there's a brewery in the same parking lot, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how I... I mean, obviously, alcohol and firearms, you know. Not the greatest but, mix. But, you know, after work, hey, just go over... <laughs> over and get a beer. I mean, that sounds great to me. <laughs> sounds like a great time. And I mean, you know, at the end, they gave us some stickers and stuff like that. And, yeah. You know, I mean, listen, I'm a sucker for some free shit. Don't get me wrong. But <laughs> now nah, their logo is cool as hell. Yeah, yeah. I wish, I man, I wish I asked them exactly what right. their logo was like based off I definitely off of. think it's three strikers. Um, of some type. Yeah, a firearm uh, striker or some sort yeah. of firing pin. It, I'll it, have to ask cool. him about that. It's I very really, cool. Yeah, I really should ask him about that. But, um... I think for the industry, this is something that, you know, people want to know. I think for the, the, the hobby, the, 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 the shooter, the collector, the, the person who's new to firearms, we, you know, we mentioned to them that a lot of times we get new firearms owners that come and listen to the podcast. Some people are very seasoned. Some people are very experienced, older people, but a lot of them are new time, first time owners, or even people, we, we have a listener that's out in the UK, so he's not even in America. Yeah. So super I, cool, yeah, super cool. <laughs> Keep listening. If you're dude. still listening, I hope you are. Good day. Oh, that's Australian. <laughs> wow, that, <laughs> sorry, that's embarrassing. Oh okay. man, oh, I mean, listen, same queen and whatever, you know. Yada yada. <laughs> like I said, we look, don't we don't take ourselves yeah. too seriously. <laughs> look, um, if you guys want to go over there, which I highly recommend, just check it out. Yeah. Um, you know, or it, even it, give a call if you're not in the area. If you're upstate and you're looking for a firearm, maybe they have a better price and with shipping. And if you've been to a bunch of gun shops if you're from long island you've been to a bunch of gun shops on long island and you want to just check out something different a lot of people definitely haven't heard of this company yeah I, oh no I, they definitely have not it's no. it's so such a small little thing that they got going on right now just because of how they started right. um 
very they're, nondescript. They're awesome. Go there, check them out. Um, Neoc Firearms LLC, two hundred Rogers Way, West Hampton Beach, New York. Give them a call six three one nine nine eight thirty five sixty one. You can check out their Twitter. Um, you know, uh, just check them out. I'm I mean, gonna link. You, I'm gonna link everything in the even in if the you notes. want. You can tell them that you tell them that you heard about them on the New York Gun Guys. I mean, we don't get anything. No, for it, not but, at all. And that's one thing we even told them. It's like you know, we're a small podcast. Right. We don't make money from anything. It's just right. two guys that sit in in a, in a bedroom or an office in his in my yeah. in John's house and just right. do this just because we wanted to. And yeah. they really like that. They really yeah. like the idea of it. I think it kind of you know, I think it kind of spoke to Anthony. Yeah, that this was basically like a hobby for us. Yeah, which. Um, you know, sometimes like these, like these small little businesses just start as hobbies and then they yeah. grow into something that's just incredible. Yeah. Um, so I think, I think it kind of, I think he kind of, we, we all related to each other. I it kind of resonated. There was right. a harmonic yeah. sense at the table there. It was very cool. Yeah. Yeah. So if, uh, if anybody knows any other shops that, uh, want to talk to us, yeah. we're more than willing to go there and just shoot the shit for two hours. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, I would be surprised if there were any that would actually be willing to do that yeah i mean you know sometimes it just, just like takes with us to, we didn't to, set up anything like <laughs> we, I said, just, it was, it was, we just walked in so like i said it was my friend that went in there and said hey my buddies run a podcast if you check it out if you if you like it you know they're looking to talk to people and that's how it that's how it basically that's 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 how it started yeah so uh anyway um I can't say it enough. Go check them out. Check out their website. I'm going to look at, link everything in the show notes. Uh, you know, I'll, I'll, we'll put up a post about it on, on the Instagram, Facebook, all that stuff. Uh, Neo C firearms, LLC, 200 Rogers way, West Hampton beach, New York, six, three, one, nine, nine, eight, 3561. If you just want to call them and ask, yeah. I don't know. I guess people were calling asking if they had ammo and stuff right. like that. So, right. um, highly, highly, highly recommend checking them out. Yeah. And if you need an excuse to go out to the gun shop, tell your wife, Hey, we're going to go out to the Hamptons. You know, I mean, it's it's really nice. You know out what there. I noticed in one of those parking lots? What? I noticed that there was a Tate's Bake Shop. Oh yeah, because it, well, it started in Southampton. Yeah, I wonder if that's like their like where they bake now. Oh, I have no idea, like, man. It might just be like a retail, front. like a nationwide. Company. But you know, the airport's right there, and, and you know, you so. think they're flying out cookies? <laughs> no, <laughs> not planes, on Gulf Streams, planes, man. Planes just filled with with uh, freshly baked Tates. Oh my god, I would love to have just a plane filled with. Freshly cookies. baked t- taste cookies. Oh man, yeah. <laughs> if you've never had, I, taste I know cookies. from personal experience that um, the smell of baked goods on an airplane is amazing. I know from experience that Tate's Bake Shop is phenomenal. <laughs> Tate's Bake Shop. We, we <laughs> feel free to send us boxes I, of cookies. If I had, if we had more time, we I, I had things to do that day. But if I had more time, I probably would have gotten some cookies and probably got a beer. Yeah. Insane. If so, if you want to well, bring, we, when we first got there, the uh, the uh, the brewery wasn't open, and I was mm. I was just thinking to myself, like, oh man, like I, they're probably closed because of COVID. That really sucks. By the time we left, there was like people out there, yeah. like enjoying and just enjoying. It was a beautiful day. It was yeah, it really windy, was. But it was it was just like they were just enjoying themselves, man. That's what that's what it just it really felt nice with the whole thing that we right. experienced with them. And then you go out and it's just like a very nice day, and there's people right. just enjoying life, man. Like, it was just, know, like, a, just a great thing. Gun shops that I I, I go to in in my area, a lot of times they're very busy. Which is a good thing. Don't get me wrong. Gun shops being busy is a good thing. They were busy. Yeah, they were. I'm talking more like the place that I go to. Um, you know the place that I go to. Um, the line is sometimes at the door. Yeah. And it, they have to kind of manage a crowd. And there's mm. five people behind the counter. One's just doing transfers. Another's doing this. Another's right, doing that. Right. 
and I know going in that they're busy. So if I say, hey, yeah. I need a box of ammo. Okay, go right. wait over there. Hang out. We'll get to you in a minute. Right. Or, hey, I want to look at this gun. All right, well, just give me five minutes and we'll do this. And I know they're mm, busy and I know right. everything is going on and that's amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes it, it kind of, not that, not that being busy is a bad thing, but just kind of like you feel like you're just in a line. You feel yeah. like it's kind of like processed. Like it's a machine and you're just another, you're just right. like the next piece. I get right. it. Oh yeah, no. And you know, I'm not I'm not saying that they're yeah. not good no, people. They're it. not nice. They don't always treat me right. Mm. But sometimes it's like if you go to a smaller place that maybe is a little off the beaten path, so to speak, yeah. you might be able to have a better experience, especially if you're a new owner. If you're a new mm-hmm. firearms uh, owner, you might be able to find that it's a little more comfortable. You're yeah. not pressured. You're not like just standing there like, uh, am I next? Are, are you next? No. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, I have to wait here. Okay. Right. Six feet apart. Okay. Yeah. Um, you know, and then, so, I mean, depending on the person, they might find it a little more personable. Like I said, I have no problem going into gun shops waiting because I know what I want or if I want to look at something, I'm more than fine waiting. I allocate plenty of time, mm-hmm. you know, and that's the thing. If you're going to look at a gun, allocate plenty of time. Don't make it a rush thing. Don't right. make an impulsive decision. Mm-hmm. I told uh, Mark, I'm like, you know, I find that a lot of people just go to a shop, pay a high price for a gun because they want it now, this, that. They yeah. don't do the research. They don't try to shop around. And, you know, I think some people really need to do that before they purchase a firearm or oh, purchase yeah. a self-defense yeah. I, I would definitely shop around. If you're in the market for something that's like a little on the mod- more modern side, I guess, and, and you think that you've found your spot because you think that it's a good price or, or you just want to get it, give them a call. They had stuff on the wall ready yeah, to go. Yeah, they do. Give them a call. See if they have it. See if they can get it for you. They might be able to get it for right. you for cheaper. Right. Or I mean, you might have to wait a week, but honestly, what's going to fucking happen in a week? Nothing. Right. Right. You know? Nothing. People are like your, your relative or, or just very impulsive. Yeah. Well, right. you know, that has its own, you, <laughs> yeah. know, you, you know, look, if you want to go out and spend the money, go ahead and spend the money. I'm not going to stop you. I don't care. Uh, but at the end of the day... Uh, for for all the other people, <laughs> you know, who who maybe are on a budget right. but still want to buy a firearm and exercise their rights, um, price price matters. Right. So I would definitely give them a call just to check. For sure, you know, hand handguns, uh, rifles, yeah, shotguns, they have pretty, they have pretty much like everything. Pretty much everything yeah. So yeah, for sure. I just sure. don't think I saw a Mosin Nagant. No, no. <laughs> Although they did have a pretty cool, they had a picture of it on their website, a really old MG0815 yeah. uh, Maxim that was, mm. and I was talking to him about that and, you know, other things. But um, that's because I told him that's more what I'm into, yeah. the old shit. Yeah. That's what really you know, right. turns my crank. Right. So, <laughs> overall, it was a really cool experience. Yes. We highly recommend checking them out. Right. We're going to definitely get to know them more. We're definitely going to uh, have... Uh, try at least to work out a day to have um, them come on the show talk to us probably a few different shows yeah, to be honest definitely there's a um, lot to with, cover with, with different focuses um, we definitely disc- we uh, Taylor and I discussed possibly going there and with you know filming maybe you know one of their guns but we, we have to talk to them and see if they're okay right. with that type of th- excuse me that type of thing in their store if they're about it we're, we'll definitely do that oh, but yeah, um 100% so definitely look, I'm definitely looking forward to that. Yeah, for sure, for sure. And I'd just like to say thank you again to the guys there. For sure, their hospitality was great. They offered us bottled yeah. water. It's just it was right. a very welcoming environment. Definitely. And um, I don't know, I, I don't know if they're gonna listen to this this episode. Um, but uh, Anthony, Mark, John, you guys were you guys were awesome. Yeah, really true appreciate. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you guys are very genuine people. We and we really appreciate that. So yeah, yeah. Um, I think that's all. Uh, all we have yeah. to really say about just um, an update on what we were planning on doing in 2021, and we started and we to do it. Yeah, yeah, man. We were well. It was like the second we went or the third. Yeah, uh, uh, maybe I don't even remember. Last year we got a table and a tablecloth, and now we're boots on the ground. So I mean, we're 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 fucking moving, man. <laughs> like I said in the other episode, we're not going anywhere. Right. We're we're just getting started. 
So, um, oh, and another thing, uh, Taylor and I were kind of discussing the the Patreon thing, and we decided we're not going to do it. Yeah, we're not going to do the Patreon thing because we want the information we we send out. We want our show to be free for everybody forever. Right. For you know, for the listeners, if people eventually want to talk to us about sponsorships, we're 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 down. Yeah, we'll we'll talk. Um, but as for um, listeners, our listeners, we we kind of figured that you know what. The information should be out there. This yeah. is something that we want to do. Keep it right. humble. Keep it, yeah. you know, open and available. Right. So, so what, you know, sharing our Instagram posts, sharing our Facebook posts, sharing the podcast, that's the best support yeah. that you can give us because every view is another view forward to, you know, maybe getting a sponsor and right. letting us, allowing us to do more things. And like I said um, in previous uh, podcasts, I want this to kind of be more of a community, our Facebook yeah. page, to be a place where people can go right. and say, hey, I just bought this gun. Right. What do you guys think? Or, yeah. hey, anyone know of a shop that could do this, this, exactly. or this? And we don't think that people should have to pay to be a part of a community. Yes. Makes yes. no sense to us. No, so, it um, you know, we, we, we just, we sat down, we discussed it a little more and that's what we think. Yeah. Um, what I, what we are going to do is we're going to work on making a website, which is going to be free. Right. Where we're going to post some extra stuff and extra content gonna, about the farms. We talk yeah. about, um, about things that are going on, legislation. Right. Um, right. Just kind of a supplementary thing to the podcast. So if you listen to a podcast about, you know, 7763A or whatever that, you know, what it was, and you were like, oh, you know what? I I, want to read more about that. Let me go over to their, to the website. Okay. Look, they have a whole little section. So little things like that, pictures and, you know. Yeah. So that's coming. We'll let you know when it's out. Yeah, for sure. For sure. All right. Well, John, I think that was really good getting the information out there, telling people about a positive experience we've yeah. had, and looking forward to talking with them more in the future. Definitely. All right. Um, guys, check uh, check out the other episodes on uh, Google Podcast, uh, Spotify, Podbean, Apple Podcast. Check us out, Facebook, Instagram. Um, definitely, please, please like, share, subscribe. Um, uh, you know, save the posts on Instagram, share it, comment it. You know, it. Every time you comment, it, it pushes the reach on it a little further and more people see us. Um, so definitely please do that. We would really appreciate it. Um, and you know what? I guess, uh, I guess that's it for today. Yeah, man. Everyone stay safe. Thanks for listening. Thank you very much. Thank you very much for tuning in to today's episode of the New York Gun Guys podcast. If you guys enjoyed the show, check out our previous episodes on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and anywhere else you can find a podcast. Uh, We have new episodes every Monday and Friday, so check us out. Uh, We're also on Instagram and Facebook at NYGunGuys. Check us out. Give us a like. Give us a follow. Share it. Uh, We really appreciate it. Thank you very much for tuning in, and as always, stay safe.